Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. This is, I think, the closest together we've ever done two episodes, which is really cool. <laughs> but we wanted to get an episode out right after Dead or Alive because Dead or Alive, first of all, we all saw it. And second of all, it was amazing. Um, and we also wanted to try to get an episode out before King of Gate because despite what we said in the last episode, we did not really preview King <laughs> of Gate at all. We just kind of ran out of time. But So this will be a shorter episode since all we're talking about is one big show in Dead or Alive, and then previewing King of Gate. So hopefully it'll be shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dead or Alive is a fun is a fun show name to bring up because the co the ongoing saga of the co-hosts are they dead or are they alive? We have the Ouija board that can tell us <laughs> help us communicate with Case from beyond the grave. Is Case alive? Why this, this week I'm alive. <laughs> I'm I'm sick. I'm on my deathbed, but I'm alive. 
<laughs> but Dylan is dead. Yep. So Dead or Alive saga on Open the Voice Gate continues. We got Case back. We found where in the world was Case San Diego, but we lost we lost Dylan. So it's very upsetting. Who um, knows? R.I.P. Dylan. Who's next? <laughs> yes. I mean, you can't really lose me because without me, you can't record the, the podcast. But I'm <laughs> just saying, if I can't do it, there really is no open the voice gate. So, yeah. Jules, your hair, is your hair really that green still? On the... John, my hair, <laughs> I cut off all of my hair. Oh, yeah, you did. So you need to update your Skype picture. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, just staring, <laughs> I'm just staring at the green in your hair, I but should. the green is not. Well, it's, it's I'm so gonna re dye it before my birthday, so. Okay, what that has to do with Dragon Gate, I don't know. Oh, Jules, you can plug. Um, might as well just plug it at the start. Fashion, hair. What are you doing with our friend of the podcast? <laughs> inside the Gatecast. I'm. Uh, I wanted to keep this a secret for as long as possible, but we're gonna do an open the fashion. Gate podcast. I've been having a lot of fun just like kind of ripping Dragon Gate fashion into shreds and now I have a buddy to do it with. So we're going to talk about like units, like gear and design and colors and symbolism and why the hell does Seahawk dress like a 1970s lounge singer? Yes. So look out for that folks. Um, Jules and Michael are going to record that tomorrow. So that'll be on Inside the Gate. Cheap plug for our sister Dragon Gate podcast, let's call them. I've been on their podcast. They've been on my podcast. Everything's we're 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 big fans of each other. I think. And Jules is going to be on their podcast uh, now. It's a quote unquote Dragon Gate Twitter. Yes. Um. All right. So let's get right into Dead or Alive here. No need to waste any more time talking about hair. Um. Dead or Alive was this past Cinco de Mayo actually on May fifth. But for us, you know, for us white people. It was Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything special. I was actually sick and, like, you know, sitting at home. I usually don't do anything on Cinco de Mayo because it feels kind of ridiculous to go out and drink because another country won a war against white oppressors. It's like, we're literally white. Okay. <laughs> we don't really have to get into that. But, yeah, Donald Trump and his Taco Bowl, everybody. That, that If there was ever an image of white people... In Cinco de Mayo. Um, all right. <laughs> so, so Dead or Alive, May 5th. I don't think... Is Cinco de Mayo a thing in Japan? I don't think it is. I don't think they know what that is. So as far as Japan was concerned, no, it was it Dead was or Alive week. Day. Oh, yeah, it is Golden Week. That's true. Golden Week, for people, people who don't know, is when basically the entire fucking country of Japan gets the week off. So do not travel on Golden Week. If you're going to Japan... Do not go the first week of May because everything will be super expensive because all of Japan is traveling, basically. So, um, yeah, so Golden Week. And this go, is in, go in October 2017. Yes, that's where we're all going, apparently. Um, all right, so Dead or Alive happening during oh, Golden Week. Claimed 6,000 attendance. Probably exaggerate a little bit, but it looked pretty full on the camera, I yep. thought. Yeah, good crowd. Um, the opening six-man tag, podcast favorite L. Lindemann Yay. teams up with Kaito Ishida and Takahiro Yamamura oh. to take on Genki Horiguchi, Jimmy Kness, and y- y- our poor little UT. And three guesses who 
Three guesses who got pinned here. First two don't count. <laughs> Linda Man pinned UT. <laughs> six Leave minutes him alone. With the locomotion tiger. Um, I don't really I remember why. I was really, really surprised that Linda pinned UT. I was definitely expecting Hiro Kaito to do it. Yeah, it's like they're continuing the Linda push, I guess, from the Corrigan show I was at. You know? Um, I think had to throw that in there that you were at Corrigan Hall. <laughs> <laughs> The Kurrigan Show, Humble where I personally saw Linda Man top out T-Hawk. <laughs> I like to think he was inspired by my presence. <laughs> he saw the white people in the crowd. He knew he had to really turn it up. <laughs> it, it's funny because we had – there was an entire separate row of white people in the row right behind us. Like, had nothing to do our trip. Like, they were like the other foreigners that apparently asked Jay for tickets. So there were a lot of foreigners in the audience. The ones behind us had no idea – what the hell they were watching them? Really? I don't know why. They, I don't know why they were there. There was like one person out of maybe six that was trying to explain things, and even he didn't really seem to know what was going on. And the rest of them were like, "What's wrestling? What's a two count?" <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, it was something being being in front of those people. But um, anyway, so Linda Man pinned UT. Any got anyone got any thoughts on this opener? I don't really remember much just, about it. Just surprised that it wasn't Yamamura or Ishida that pinned UT. That would have continued that story that they got going on but other than that you know it's just it's a, those those matches they're obviously a showcase for linda so yeah i don't remember a thing genki horiguchi did in this match i he just didn't remember do the, anything like, he did the, i think he did the elastic band spot and that's yes he definitely did the elastic band i remember that now yep that's literally I, what everything that he did that's that's all all right so let's get into the good stuff here open the brave gate championship match Yosuke Santa Maria defeating Mondai Ryu in a, a little under 13 minutes with the Nariachi. Um, first of all, I can't believe it's only less than 13 minutes. I thought that match felt longer. But this match was awesome. I loved it. Like, I would legit go four stars on it. It was that good. And, like, Maria, like... She was she hulking t- out, man. Yeah, she sells and sells and, and sells. She was and then hulking she, the fuck yeah. out at the end. When yeah, she and was then like, she holds up. She holds the fuck out and she like pummels Mondai Ryu. Not in that way, but <laughs> the jokes at the start were kind of funny too. Where she did not like she was really grossed out by him. Yeah, she was like barfing. Yeah, Man, it was um, really good. Yeah, this was and and, and the, I I will give Mondai Ryu some credit here because mm-hmm. he he had no one from Berserk out there with him. He really didn't cheat that much. He just had the one chair shot and that was it. And he carried himself in this match, and he did a that that shooting star press after the chair shot. That actually, I thought that was the best. I was gonna say that's a like, sweet shooting star press he has. I I don't picture him as like an athletic person, but he's got a sweet shooting star. But did you buy that? Did did you see the spoiled or unspoiled mm-hmm. case? I saw this match unspoiled. There were a few that I knew going in. This was not one of them, so I did buy that near fall. Um, yeah, yeah, I gave this match three yeah. and three quarters. Um, I thought Santa Maria's. Uh, like forearms towards the end of the match when Mondai was in the ropes, like totally won me over. I was like, that's a new side of Yosuke that I haven't seen that's, before. Yeah, that's, that's Loved what I, it. I say she was holding out. Yes, when she, she's been doing this a little she bit was for like, a Maria while now. Smash. <laughs> but, but when she gets all like pissed off, like she actually, like she fucking hits people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That was like beautiful. she kills Are them. Are you kidding me? She, she at this point, 
for the uh, for the Observer Award, she's my most improved. Um, when you factor in that Mochizuki match from December, because that's on the Observer calendar, I mean, there's no one close. I mean, she went from being a lower card comedy act to a really good champion at this point. Yep. Yep. She gets my. I mean, she gets my me- metaphorical votes because I don't vote in those things. But she gets. Yeah, I would. I I'd probably vote for her too. I don't know who the hell else would even be close. But yeah, I mean, awesome match and. Maria makes her second defense for the Brave Gate, which is quite adorably decorated now. Like, <laughs> open the love gate. That, that's quite the bell. Rue Gunn approves of the open the love gate, so you know it's, like, certifi- certifiably cute in the wrestling world. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so match. we start now the delicate selection matches, and the first one was to decide Cyber Kong's delegate, mm-hmm. KZ and Masaki Mochizuki. Credit to the podcast, all three of oh, us God. last time. We all called KZ beating, beating Mochizuki at the Skate Schoolboy. Yes. So way to go, us. That um, was so good. That was that that was this was probably the best of the delegate matches I think. Case, it was cl- case, I, it was, I know that you have Yoshino versus Tozawa as the best of the delegate matches, I believe. Yes, that's true. I loved this when I had Yoshino Tozawa just a little bit higher. Mm, well, I, it, I think for me that was my favorite that was just oh my god i think the best part of the match was cyber Kong, also, like politely sitting at ringside my two favorite wrestlers. that's fair George. you're a little <laughs> biased on this one yeah cyber kong's at ringside like hands folded like just patiently waiting to see like who's who's his delegate i love that aspect of the match just because like i imagine cyber kong doing things in the real world sometimes like with his full <laughs> gear on <laughs> it's like like he has to go, some, he has to go to Subway sometimes and order a sandwich, and I like to think that he does it with his mask on. He he's like he's an oddly polite heel sometimes. It's kind of funny. I've heard but, in person, like in real life, he's actually really polite. I think it was Dave Prezak that said that. Like Cyber Kong was like a super good dude. Yeah, oh, but he's a um, really bad singer though. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. So yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, um, like, I don't know. I don't know what else you gotta say about it. this. Is like, one of the best seven and a half minute matches yeah. you'll see. It, it was another it was, example of Casey being outstanding this year. Um, like Mochizuki's always great, but Casey, it's like you watch him and it's like something changed, and now he's just absolutely on fire. Yeah, and I think they recognize that too, giving him a bigger whenever, role now with this I new watch unit. Casey, I hope they give him a better role now with this new unit. Because honestly, watching KZ from, I think that really started for me with his face turn. And just watching him and just wondering, like banging my head against the walls, why are they not doing more with that guy? What is wrong? Yeah. Is, did something happen backstage? What's going on? What's the problem? I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to, like, give him a bigger spot because he's just so good at everything and like honestly I really hope that this new unit recruits maybe a young guy just so that Casey doesn't have to be the last post because that, yeah. that would be a waste of him in that configuration perhaps Futa Nakamura who just made tape I wanted to go UT but I really like the oh Lord true I guess UT's there also but I really like the, the well the little big Nakamura so <laughs> Okay, so match four. <laughs> Shingo Takagi Shingo Takagi delegate selection. Jimmy Kanda against Punch Tomonaga. 
Um, this match only went about three and a half minutes. Kanda wins with the reuse. Sorry? I thought it was great. Yeah, I was I totally sucked into this match to a point that I was, like, embarrassed because it's Kanda and Tamanaga, but I was, like, all <laughs> in on this. And I just want to point out that I said, both on the last episode of the podcast and in my uh, Dead or Alive preview on my blog, Cheap Plug, <laughs> um, that I thought this was going to be a hidden gem, and I was right. Just want everybody to acknowledge that. Well, so Punch loses, and then, of course, Shingo being the biggest asshole on the entire him. planet, like, just kidnaps him and, like, tosses him out of the ring like he's garbage and just grabs him in a headlock and carries him to the back. And it's like, okay, you're you're an asshole. I don't like you. And I'm 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 officially, like, I'm at the point now where I can't even be like, yeah, he's such a great heel. I'm just like, fuck him. Like, I can't separate them. Like, I get, he has great matches still. <laughs> but from a Mark standpoint, I really, like, his face just makes me want to, like, punch the television. I really hate him. But anyway, I'm glad he got his comeuppance, kind of. Yeah. In the, in the main event, but... I can't believe he kidnapped Punch, though. Where the hell were his dads? I don't know. The da- dads are getting ready for their own dad battle. Which we are going to talk um, about, and I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> the Yamato delegate selection was up next. Um, this match is really funny because it's always funny when Stalker acts like he's going to, like, actually do something and, like, won't go down. But the, the entire crowd thought that was it with that first Jumbo Nokachi, like, ten seconds in. And he kicks out. The crowd's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then he starts going for the La Magistral. And he's like, oh, maybe he's going to pull it off. And then Sumo just hits him with the layer to get him pins him. Stalker, <laughs> Stalker had an Everest-German suplex in this match. That I, like, I don't know if Takayama's hit one as pretty. And then Sumo just, like, I... It was intentional. I just, I have a feeling it was, but like the 2.9 kick out, and he throws his shoulder up just to pop the crowd, and then he took his head off a minute later. But uh, this was another one of those matches where it's like you can't skip this. It was just too entertaining. <laughs> but um, yes, I don't know. What else. Soccer becomes Yamato's and delegate, and Yamato was clearly not happy with this. With this delegate, I mean, who the fuck would be happy with Soccer Ichikawa as your delegate? But you know, <laughs> at least he he showed up with a very I've long stick. Mm-hmm. What was that? I said Yamato's got bigger things to worry about. Yeah, that's true. It's an interesting contrast with like the ugliest person in the world and Stalker Ichikawa and like maybe the most beautiful person in the world in Yamato. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> that was a great observation by Case here. Thank you. I'm not I... sure why I'm not on Open the Fashion Gate. I deserve to be. <laughs> what? up next was the naoki tanazaki delegate selection um this match i was probably looking forward to more than anything else because two of my favorites the bicycle colliding the bicycle brothers colliding (laughs) um after like what 15 years (laughs) after that probably i think the angle was 2000 no the angle was 2001 2002 something like that it was definitely around this it was around the same time as the T2P thing, so I think it, like, yeah, a 102 or something. Anyway, um, so Don Fuji defeats Ryo Saito in about four and a half minutes with the Gato Clutch. This was really fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another so. one of those matches where it's like, there's not much you can say on it other than watch it, because it was so short, but it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and, and then Naoki seemed okay with Saito as a delegate. Really? Wasn't really any... What's that? We, I, th- I said weirdly okay. Like, there was a lot of, like, kind of 
weird, like, maybe I'm okay with you, maybe I'm not, I don't know, but there there was one thing that made me really emotional um, a little later on in the show, but... I'm keeping my yeah. I'm keeping my gay emotions under control for now. Oh boy! When <laughs> when I I know when I got back during the intermission, apparently Naoki said something like, "A reusite to try to get a Mr. QQ champ started." And Naoki was like, "That's, that's fine for one night. Yeah, yeah, just for tonight." That's, that's not that's the okay. thing I was. Uh, but okay. Kind of. Um. So up next we have the Naoki Dory delegate selection. Uh, um. Shima and Gamma uh, end up going uh, to a that's a ten I, minute. A ten minute time limit draw. Why it's amazing. The two of them the two of them get in a match against each other, even when they've been buddies forever now, and it's like we're right back to trying to kill each other. <laughs> like tombstones on the floor. I, Let's go. I can't believe this was a ten minute draw. It felt like it lasted forty five minutes. Like a bad Anoki draw from like the seventies. Like that's what it reminded <laughs> me of. Because every match was like go, 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 and then Shiba just sits in a submission for a while. And he's got a ten minute time limit, he's just milking in this submission. It's like, oh Shiba, we need to not do that all through the crowd, and it was just like trash, trash dads doing their trash things, and it was... This was not know. a good match. It didn't, it yeah, really, it's... like, usually I would be all in on dad shenanigans, but this just did nothing for me. It just felt really weird, like, why are they both, why are they so angry at each other all of a sudden? Like, it's just, Honestly. I guess it's like, maybe the idea is supposed to be like, they, they're good friends, but when they get together to fight, oh man, look out. They're going to go right back trying to kill each other. But yeah, but this wasn't very good. It fell flat on its face. Yeah. Um, so Doi, and Doi was unhappy. I forgot that he needs two pins at this point. So I was like, why is Doi so unhappy? He has two delegates, two people to help him. And if someone on Twitter was like, well, actually, because he needs two pins now instead of one, I'm like, oh. Well, then I guess I would be unhappy too. But yeah, he was not a happy camper. I can we just like parenthesis. Doi's hair was a fucking mess. Jules, I want to know if you'll understand this reference. I don't know if you will because you're French, and I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. But um, he sort of looked like Lucas Scott <laughs> of One Tree Hill, circa like season three. Okay, I don't, I don't understand that reference either. I, did, I didn't think it's a weird demographic crossover <laughs> that no one was going to understand. So that's where I was like, mm, I can't tweet this because no one's going to get it. I'll try it out here. <laughs> it fell flat on its face. So everybody, Case, Case is going to host a special episode next week called Dragon Gate Wrestlers as the CW <laughs> Teen Drama Stars. Maybe he'll go by, all the way back to Dawson's Creek. Who the I, fuck knows? I will get to work on that. <laughs> Alright, so the final delegate selection match. And it made sense to have this as the main event because whoever was the delegate here I'm the main sad. event of the delegate matches I mean is whoever was the delegate here was in trouble. Yoshino and Tazawa. Go ahead, Case, since you said this was your favorite match. I didn't even notice that I was drawn. Oh, sorry. My internet completely went out while I was dying with laughter at Case's reference and you guys just like kept going. <laughs> Maybe I, I should I'm be looking... the one to die next. I'm looking at the results, that's why, because I'm not looking at my Skype. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, yes, yes. I, I watched yes, the show 24 Joy hours did look ago. Like that I okay, Julie, you understood my reference, thank God. Yeah, um, I just, uh, silver works perfectly. Whatever the hell that was, no. Yeah, that was not pretty. He deserved, he, like, he needed to wear, like, an Abercrombie and Fit shirt with that. That was just the kind of hair for it. Um, as for Yoshino and Tozawa, yeah. it was just, like, these are two of the best wrestlers in the world, 
and they're going to go out there, and they just did their thing for seven minutes, and I just thought it was wonderful the way they did it. Now, there are going to be some people that are going to watch this, especially if they aren't huge Dragon Gate fans, and they're going to critique Tozawa's selling, especially because he popped back up pretty quickly on a few moves, but I'm like, it's a 10-minute time limit. He's working quick. He's trying not to lose. I'm going to move past that. Love this match. Um, I think Mike was uh, tweeting during the show, because we watched the show live, and um, when Tozawa lost, he was like, hashtag Dragon Gate political hits. It's like, oh, you want to go to WWE? Well, you're going bald. <laughs> I was, well, well, I'll say this now. Oh, yeah, I, forgot, was... I forgot there was a rule that if you got a pinfall, the delegate was free. So when I saw the spoiler for the main event, I was, like, really concerned about bald Tozawa. And then, <laughs> like, hit me as I was watching the match. I was like, oh, that's he's, he's not going to be bald. And I was, like, a little disappointed because, like, Tozawa's got a pretty big head and he looked pretty funny bald. I mean, he would literally <laughs> look like an egg. He, he like, really... I don't know if you know the manga One Punch Man. No. Well, look it up. Look, look up One Punch Man. Tozawa without hair or facial hair would literally look like One Punch Man. Okay, I can give. I want to give a reference here too, which is a reference. Actually, I don't know if Case will get. I know Jules will get it. So there's a there's a player on the baseball team, the New York Yankees, named Brett Gardner. Yeah, he's he shaved his head bald. He looks like a fucking egg now, <laughs> doesn't he? That's what Jules would look like. And that, to be. I want to be clear here. I don't like the Yankees. Yeah, I, well, if, Blue Jays. I was gonna say I'll find a new Dragon Gate podcast if you. I'm I'm a Blue Jays fan. I'm okay? a Detroit so. Tigers fan. Oh um, wow! You got, so why you why do you hate the Yankees? Now? You eliminate them every year. I know it's nice. I don't want to not eliminate <laughs> them every year. It's gonna be a problem. Um. <laughs> so this is this is open the baseball gate now. I'm okay with that. You're gonna to have to call second door. <laughs> I did see the I did see the Yomori Giants. Case you and I could oh wait, no, there won't be baseball at that point. That that's the one we thing that sucks. We didn't go to Japan when there was baseball. Yeah, that that's the one thing that sucks about going in October. There's I don't think I think baseball's over already by then. Because the baseball game I went to was was something. I mean you should say that. Um alright. Um uh, no more baseball. Are we done? I think we're done. Um moving on to the open each one gate. Championship match. T-Hawk and Big Arshimizu defeated Dragon Kid and Ida in about 16 minutes and 45 seconds. Big R pinning Ita with the shot putt it slam. so hot in the second half. Yeah, the, the first half... So good, so good. The, the first half was a little slow, mm-hmm. um, but it really, really picked up by the end, and I enjoyed this I a lot. Dragon Kid did some, like, insane counters to whatever Big R was trying to do. Yeah. And There's Dragon a sequence in there of Dragon Kid going for the Super Hurricane Rana, or the Dragon Rana, actually, mm-hmm. um, flipping to his feet because T-Hawk got out of the way, and then right into the clutches of Big R, who went for this huge shot put slam, but then Dragon Kid caught him in a crucifix yes. bomb, and I bought that near fall. I was blown away by this match and how good it got at the very end. I, right I now, remember the, that. The that shot put slam so, is the move in wrestling. So, yes. I mean, there's definitely a case to be made for for that. Like, I mean, everybody's been putting it over, like, literal death. Big R's pinned both Mochizuki and Shima with it. I was really surprised he didn't pin Dragon Kid here. And but... he also pinned Yamato to win the title. 
You're right. I, I don't think anyone's kicked out of it. I can't think of anyone right now. It it might – I feel like it would have happened, like, right after his transformation. Because I know, like, in his debut match against Shingo mm-hmm. when he became Big R, like, Shingo kicked out of a lot in that match. But I don't think he kicked out of the shot foot. And if it would have happened, it would have happened right after his debut. But recently, I mean, that's been the death, death blow. Mm-mm-mm. Just really awesome. Yeah, I – it was a hell of a good way to start the big T title reign. I hope some of the people that freaked out when they beat <laughs> Yamato and Doi are like a little calmer now. They're not, they're two good wrestlers. It's not going to be a disaster or anything. And they bring a totally different dynamic to these title matches now because you have these two big dudes and it's like, who's going to be able to pin one of these big fuckers, you know? But I mean, they seem unbeatable in a totally different way than Yamadoi seemed unbeatable, you know? Yes. That's, so, a, that's a good way of looking at it. I, I, different kinds of unbeatable. I like that. Um, so that's Big T, and then we can transition to the main event. First of all, let's talk about how these people came out, because it was something. Um, so Shingo had Punch Hominaga with him, and Punch is back to wearing a Shingo t-shirt and back to being, like, all that was so subservient. Weird. And then Shingo, like, throws that him to the ground so and makes him be his... Human throne again, and it's like, okay. Jules, don't take this the wrong way, but I wish, just, I know where your mind goes. I wish Shingo would have rode Punch to the ring (laughs) by that. I mean, I wish Shingo would have got it on his back. Um, I don't think, I don't think Punch's frail body could have stood that. He just crumbled. His spine would have snapped into, like, a twig. Yeah, you know Shingo's not giving him any love on there. He's going to stiff him and try to just put him into the ground. So Naraki Doi has Shima and Gamma with him. They looked pretty much the same as always. Um, they and did Shima... bring out... Shima had the damn shoe again. <laughs> um, Shima was wielding a single shoe, and my friend Alan the Road was so angry about it for like two days. He would not <laughs> shut up about how angry he was about Shima's single fucking shoe. Um, and Gama they also had. What else did they have too? They had something. Well, Gama they didn't was, have this. Uh, Gama was dual wielding bamboo sticks. Okay. And then at one point, Shima left. They got a jugs gun, which for and those that don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like a jugs gun's like, you know, they've got a lot of different ones for different sports. Like, I've used some for batting practice where you feed a baseball and it shoots it out. And they had one for soccer balls, which was huge. And Wait, Shima, I, thought, I thought they were volleyballs. They might have been. <laughs> Yeah, that would make more sense than soccer balls, because why would you launch soccer balls up? I, I think you're launching volleyball. She was dressed like a soccer dressed player, though. Oh, I don't know. Football, yeah, for, for, football for the foreign fans. So, like, Whatever. Like, <laughs> the real football, the European football. Yeah, that one. Yeah, well, I mean, fuck American football, anyway. I <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, actually, John. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we all agree with here. Sh- Shima comes out like in like full like European football player mode for a while, and they're shooting soccer balls or volleyballs at people. That's the most creative spot I've seen in this match because it worked. Like those balls went flying up to the top of the cage, and they almost knocked a few fingers like way off. Love that spot. Yeah, you could see the people on the cage were fucking scared shitless of that thing. <laughs> like they looked a few times, they looked over like it was. It actually this is frightening. What is going on? Yeah. But um, it actually felt like a more extreme version of, I think it was last year when Doi and Yoshino were shooting, well, baseball. Where Doi yeah, was throwing and Yoshino was batting. 
Yeah, and the in the 2011 match, I know Shima and Ricochet were using tennis balls and hitting them with tennis <laughs> rackets. So I, I love the crossover in there. That's just beautiful. And <laughs> so the next, <laughs> the next one was Yamato, um, who had Hollywood Soccer Chikawa. <laughs> and Ichikawa was the same as always, except he had a really, really, really long trident. That was... <laughs> I don't know what he was going to do with that. Uh, well, he poked oh, yeah, people I, with I, it. I, I, I know. I do know. Yeah. Um, Naoki had Jimmy had Ryu Saito. I don't really remember what Ryu Saito had. What well, did he have? I'm gonna tell you what he, he had. The had. Wa- he had the water balloon gun. I'm gonna tell you what he had. Are you ready? Sure. This is when the gay emotions come out. He was wearing a No Jimmy's No Life T-shirt in red, which was Naoki's color. Yeah. Oh, I can see how that would play with your gay emotions. Right? I know. <laughs> Did he did he have the water balloon gun? Was I right about that? Was that somebody else? I think that was him, right? I, I think that was him. I, yeah. I remember I remember that he looked just really dejected. Like uh, he was like, how could this happen to <laughs> <laughs> The official song of Open Fourteen. Um Cybercom <laughs> had Misaki Mochizuki who no, not Misaki was, Mochizuki. Yeah, Super Karate Robot, whatever, at X, the upgraded version. With the rocket punch. With the rocket punch that responds to voice commands now, apparently. <laughs> yes. And, and the, that, the best part about that was once Cyber Kong escaped, Mochizuki just dropped the gimmick. He was fine. He was free. <laughs> just, it was over. He just dropped it. He's like, all right, this is over. <laughs> like, he got his pen. I'm I'm leaving. <laughs> well, he did bring he did bring the the like punch back at some point. I forget oh, what, what he did, but he brought the he brought the the stick with the whatever. Anyway, so the last one, and the last one we saved the best for last. Kotoka came out with Tozawa. With K- Tozawa. With Kotozawa. Fucking Tozawa. Paints. First of all, did you see that picture I put on my Twitter of him looking? incredibly upset. <laughs> yes. Him. Like, so Toka drags him away after, after he, um, Tozawa loses the delegate selection match. Tozawa looks so angry and so upset. Not angry, just like, downtrodden at be- having to be Katoka's delegate. Well, Katoka grabs him and drags him away. A, like, a half hour later, or whatever, he comes out with <laughs> Katoka. He's got the fucking face paint, the black face paint on. He's doing the blah, although he did so hard he made him choke. He's got a water gun. He's pointing at the camera, and he's giving these maniacal evil smiles. And it's like, this fucking Tozawa will just throw himself into whatever situation he's given. Like, people on Twitter were like, this is not the first time he's thrown himself into a bad situation. It's like, yes. He's like, there's a stripping Nazi here. I'm going to become Hashtag the best the best damn stripping Nazi there is. Oh, my partner's becoming really fat. I'm going to become really fat, too. It's like he just throws himself into it. It's amazing. But, um, so yeah, Tozawa. I, I like how, I don't know if you noticed, John or Chase, that during, when Kotota and Tozawa are making their entrance, Kotota was walking a little bit further. Tozawa was actually aiming his water gun at Kotota's head. <laughs> I did not notice that. <laughs> I love I, that. <laughs> that was I didn't notice that either. That's that's pretty amazing. So okay, so that's all the wrestlers and all their delegates. Um, so should, should we real quick, just in case there are people listening to this that are maybe trying to get a better understanding of this match, should we quickly go through the rules of this match? 
I guess we can try. You you take a case. I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. So we just talked about the wrestlers and their delegates. Now, the re- the goal of the match, there are six guys and five flags on top of the cage. So to win, or I guess to not lose, you have to go climb the cage and get one of the flags. But to be able to do that, it's sort of like King of the Mountain, where you have to gain a pinfall before you're allowed to climb. And when you gain that pinfall, your delegate's free. So he's no longer going to have his head shaved. Naruki Doi needed two because he had two delegates. Um... That's pretty much it. You had to get a pinfall, and then you could climb, and then the loser had their head shaved, and that loser will be bald for a year. No hair, no facial hair either. Well, oh, yeah, Toko, Toko that, can't that, grow facial hair. Include, I... <laughs> Come on. You can't either. Oh, that, mm, that's not true. <laughs> it's not, it's um, not good facial hair, but it's there. <laughs> So um, I guess we can get into the eliminations, uh, the very fir- or the, the pins and then the escapes and all that. So the first pin, Tanizaki pins Katoka in five minutes with the implant. When Tanizaki did that, it's like, yep, that seems about right. <laughs> so he gets pinned immediately. Um, Tanizaki himself will get pinned by Cyber Kong a few minutes later with double impact. What the hell was that? I was just looking at that. I wasn't sure what that move was. Yeah, I, don't, I forget what he did. I thought, was that I maybe can't even his? That was, it's pro- it was, it was like probably something ago, sloppy. <laughs> um, well, anyway, Yamato got the third pin with the Frankenstein or the Almighty on Shingo, which was a fun little callback Beautiful. for people who remember. That's how he beat Shingo for the title in Shingo's very first defense like in, three years in ago. In one of my favorite Dragon Gate matches ever, that title win for Yamato, and I'm I don't believe Shingo's ever kicked out of the Frankenstein, so we've got that to look forward to. <laughs> Um, and then Shingo pinned Yamato about a minute later with the super stay dream off the top rope. Um, so we're about 15 minutes in at this point. We got, so Tanazaki, Kong, Yamato, and Shingo are all eligible. They've all got their pin. That freed Ryu Saito, Mochizuki, Stalker, and um, Punch. Now, Punch, this is the funniest thing to me. Punch, everybody else, when they get free, they just leave, right? Punch, when he gets freed, immediately starts climbing the cage and tries to stop Shingo from escaping. I, he will like, never forgive. You. He's like, I'm going to get you back, motherfucker. You thought I was going to be your servant or something again? No. I'm coming for you again. That was awesome. The moment Shingo was able to escape, the moment Punch was free, he just started trying to screw over Shingo again. Um, I think he might have actually even kept him from escaping, right? Didn't he at some point? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was Tagagi's first like real attempt uh, escape attempt, and Punch kept him up there. It was it was a really good spot because that's what let Tanazaki uh, grab the flag. Yeah. So Tanazaki escapes about four minutes after, and eight, eighteen minutes in the match. Okay. Um, Tanizaki did something really funny before escaping. I don't know if that was at that exact moment, but you know how he hits that. Um, well, all he does is knee strikes and stuff like that. He hits that knee drop from the top rope, like the opponent is held over somebody's knee, whatever, whatever. And he was about to hit that, and when he jumped, instead of hitting the knee drop, he, like, Spider-Man jumped onto the cage. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. I remember this now, too. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this knee drop. Hot, no, it was a fake. I'm, I'm gonna... Fuck you! <laughs> um, and about 1942 and Doi Shingo. I don't remember. How did he pin him? Anybody know? He just says pin. I think it was uh, like a roll up or something, but I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I really couldn't remember that one. 
Um, so that was his first pen. That did not free him from his rest <laughs> because he still needed to get a second pen. So Shima and... I thought, like, one of Shima and Gamma were going to be free, but they both kind of stayed out there, so I don't know if they were both still on the hook or what. Well, um, I, was, I was thinking that in my mind, and I was like, how do they decide which one's free first? Yeah, and then it made sense. They, they made sense. Okay, both of them are still on the line here. Yeah. I think they were kind of arguing, actually, about who was going to be free, so they just, like, both stayed. Yeah. So Katoka gets his pin on door with a schoolboy a couple minutes later. After the confetti which was the gun, one... which is my favorite weapon in wrestling. <laughs> what? The Like, the streamer confetti gun that's yes. only in this match. I've never seen it anywhere else in the world. It's only, it's made for the Dragon Gate Dead or Alive cage match, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what damage it does to a person, besides, like, maybe blind them with sparkliness, but it just <laughs> knocks people out. Um, like, a couple minutes after... Cold. A couple minutes after that, Cybercon escaped. That was when he started climbing, like he was going to do the elbow drop, and then was like, ah, screw this, we're just going to escape, right? <laughs> and typically, Cybercon trying to escape is my favorite part of the match. This year, they got out of the way a little earlier than normal, so I was like, okay, there's not a lot of drama there. But 2011, trying to watch Cybercon escape before Yamato, it's one of the like most dramatic things I've ever seen in wrestling. So yeah, he, he had a little easier time with than people expected. Um, finally, 2844 in, we have the Katoka getting pinned by Doi with the Bakatera sliding kick. So now all the delegates are freed. Everybody is eligible. Kong and Aoki are already out at this point. Um, Shingo is the next escape. Is that after? That was after, after Naoki. Right. Yeah. But that's after Naoki. Outside. That's after Naoki turns on Shingo, I think, right? Or Naoki turns on Yamato, I mean. Yes, I, after Naoki turns on Yamato, yes. yes. So Naoki spits the red liquid in, in Yamato's face. I don't know what face. that was. And I don't want to know. You know what? I don't want to know. Yeah, so Naoki was the first person to turn on Yamato and go back with the rest of Berserk. One thing, um, can I just say one thing that really amused me is how everybody stayed outside the cage, like all the delegates, just because they fucking hate Berserk so much. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think, like, I didn't see Saito towards the end. Like, maybe Saito left, but most of them were still out there by the end. Just they fucking hate Berserk so much. Tozawa was hitting everybody with his pink hammer. Uh, like, I think there was, like, a megaphone involved at some point. Yes, Punch had a megaphone. That's yes, right. Punch, Punch had a megaphone. He climbed, <laughs> he climbed the cage at one point and just yelled into it to try to stop someone from escaping. And, and I, I, was think like, Punch. Gama, I think I think Gama, like, poured milk on Kotoka. <laughs> at some point. Um, so yeah, so Shingo escapes about 32 minutes in. Doi's the next one to escape, and Doi, of course, that escape came after we had that passion in the Yamadoi thing, where <laughs> first Yamato has a chance to escape, and Doi's getting killed by, I think, Shingo and Katoka, so he climbs back down to save Doi. Then Doi has a chance to escape when Yamato is down, getting killed by Shingo and Katoka, and this is the point where I thought the tournament was going to happen. I thought Dory was just going to grab the flag and say, screw you, screw you Yamato, yeah. and not, you know, like, reciprocate the the save. But he climbed back down and saved him, and I was I was stunned. I was and like, then, okay, I guess Dory isn't turning on Yamato after all. And then he grabs the, the floor sign, the yellow, <laughs> the yellow, like, caution it is wet here sign, and goes to hit Shingo with it, and Shingo's like, no, stop! And Doi turns against Yamato. It's funny how so Doi, it's funny how Yamato and Shingo were in the, in almost that exact reverse situation three years ago. Mm. That's a good point, actually. So, um, 
Yamato, yeah, Yamato betraying Shingo to turn heel. Yeah, it's true. Um, so Doi, so Doi nails, Yama, nails Yamato and betrays him. All Berserk has betrayed Yamato. Don't hide the last in love. <laughs> <laughs> Yamato is, is no... <laughs> there he is. Um, so Yamadori is no more. Um, we all have to take a moment here to shed a single tear and say goodbye to one of the best tag teams of this decade. Goodbye, Yamadori. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so Shingo escapes. Doi escapes. It looks like Katoka's going to escape, especially when basically all Berserk is back in the ring and helping Katoka. <laughs> But that they're in the, they're destroying yes. they're dismantling the ring. Yes, they, oh yeah they they start like taking apart yeah, the ring. Out, and they take out Yagi too. Yeah. And Shingo takes out Yagi with the pumping bomber. But then <laughs> out comes KZ. Out comes Maria. And then out comes yes BB yeah. fucking Hulk. I, go ahead and say it, Jules. I know you want to say it. <laughs> Mom is back. Mom is back. <laughs> BB I Hulk runs my out. My mother finally came back. <laughs> BB Hulk runs out and you know gives the first flash to Shingo, um, and Yamato and is able to Ibio escape. And the first flash to Katoka as well. Yeah, and I Yamato is the windmill able to arms so much. Oh, the windmill <laughs> arms look so good in this match. Mm. You could tell yeah. his shoulder wasn't about to fall off anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So Yamato escapes, and after 46 minutes, Katoka is the loser. He gets his head shaved. The, the red hair, like, falling off is really something. And that was he actually he tried to escape. Yeah. Like, he was trying to make for, like, the ramp with Shingo, and then, like, Monster Express, Jimmy's, Overgeneration, and even Yuti and Fuji, they just come out on the ramp, and they're like, no, bitch. <laughs> The the message I guess was everybody hates you. Get back in there and get your fucking head shaved, you little ass. He looked literally when he was like half shaved and like like with the mic on the floor. He literally looked like Gollum. Like that was the image that popped into my head. Like immediately was like Gollum. Is that you? Yeah. So so he got his head shaved. Everybody. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that happened. Fuck you. Um. So, before we talk about the new unit, which is amazing, and all the post-match stuff, this match was everything I love. Yes, everything I love about Dragon There's Gate. Really, one thing that I wanted to say is that I've not seen, like, any promotion who is able to tell a story that is, like, self-contained into such a quote-unquote short amount of time with so many things happening and so many stories, like, um evolving and happening and just like running into each other and make it yes. and make it happen so seamlessly and so beautifully it references to their past you know Yamato petting Shingo with the Frankensteiner mm-hmm. referenced three years ago yeah exactly you know? everything just kind of comes together and I feel like in in any of other and I just I just want to know that I'm not taking a shot at any promotion but I just feel like in, in a lot of other promotions people would like might call this overbooked when here with the history of Dragon Gate and the way the Dragon Gate has always done things, it just flows beautifully. Nothing feels out of place. Everything kind of just goes together like beautiful pieces of a puzzle. 
and it's just like really just a testament to that brand of storytelling the Dragon Gate have developed that just really works for them. Yeah. And that's it. And so, like, really, like, for example, I can't imagine a better way to, to make an instant hero out of someone in the way that they did with Yamato in this match. Right. They, that was a, that, if there's a way to, first of all, to turn somebody babyface, and second of all, to bring someone back in Hulk. Mm-mm. Like, that was the ultimate comeback and the ultimate babyface turn. That was amazing. Uh, and just the entire way they mix comedy with drama. Like, so much of this match is so fucking funny. But at the end of it, it's still like someone's losing their goddamn hair. I was like, it's like I was laughing. I was, like I was laughing clutching. my ass off one minute, and like in the final, in the final stretch, and like the post match, I was bawling. Just like yeah, I was crying like, and I was, shaking. I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore, man. I was on the edge of my seat because I, I managed to avoid spoilers, and I really thought it's like, oh shit, Yamato's gonna lose his hair again because mm-hmm. like I didn't see how he was gonna get out of it until they all started running in. And saving him, so... I don't want to yeah, get that... into the is wrestling an art form discussion, because that's for another different podcast. Um, but in my review, I didn't give this match a star rating, so I didn't really feel comfortable doing it, because I feel like that's missing the point of this match. Because this match was almost like a play, or mm-hmm. like just this act. There were so many things that happened, and it told this story that by the end, you you saw everything unfold in front of you, and it's like, oh... This makes total sense. Like the way they combined all these stories together was something that no other company could do, and I feel confident like, that no other that. company could pull off a match like this. And I, I mentioned that in my review, and Jules said it. it. This is the only company that can do something like this, and they nailed it. I think this is the best cage match they've ever done. I loved it. Um, I mean, I, I yeah, I'm not going to give this match a star rating. I could see someone giving this match five stars on you know the scale if they really valued storytelling and if they really valued this product would make sense to me because from a storytelling perspective you're not going to find a better match than this honestly i completely agree with you and this is going to sound like such a humble brag but as someone who's like been studying literature and who's like really focused on screenwriting in my in my film studies that's like a perfect example of like self-contained storytelling but that also just takes from everything that happened in the past and projects us into the future and that's, like, the best way to do things, pretty much. I mean, for me, personally. Well, because it, it, it gave us hope, and it gave us that what's going to come next with Yamato, Hulk, Casey, and Maria, which is the most beautiful unit ever. Um, the beautiful people, truly. I was going to say a heavy shot at TNA with their new beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Gate political hits. Hashtag <laughs> So, I mean, this match, it was beautiful. I think it's the best cage match in uh I know we've got to wrap things up here in a minute. Um, I just want to say that, one, I predicted the KZ, Yamato, Hulk, Santa Maria unit, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, the, the, the post-match we, stuff was we, amazing. We predicted it. <laughs> we. That's the correct we. pronoun right here, Jules. I know you're big into pronouns. We predicted this. <laughs> we literally did. Like, the four of us. <laughs> we like, we literally did, yes. <laughs> like, three episodes good. ago. Like, I'm not making it up. I'm not a crackpot. <laughs> I don't think anyone accused you of that. <laughs> that's, um, that's your own right. allegation that you gave yourself. Everybody, Jules, not a crackpot. <laughs> like Richard Nixon, not a thief. Or not a crook. Not a crook. I messed up my own joke. Anyway, um, so the post match, Yamato, he gives this big speech about how. 
he can't see anything. He he's not know he doesn't know anything. He's definitely not Almighty. And Casey corrects him and is like, "No, I've known you since we both trained together, and you definitely are Almighty." I love that because I'm yeah. really interesting to see if he retains some element of that gimmick, and if he does, I'm really interesting to see how he makes it work while working face. I think it yeah. can work, but it's gonna need some heavy, like, really character work. I think Yamato really proved in that post match that he's incredible at the little things. So, I was excited it was like body positivity from Casey. It's like, no, you're a star. You're the Almighty. I loved it. Um, I think the way that Yamato's been, like, he gets a face reaction when he does like his signature spots already. I think it it's gonna be toned down a little, and I think his entrance more than anything would change. Um, but in terms of the act, I think it's going to stay very similar. Yeah, and he and he gave that. I thought it was telling that he gave the 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 coolest line at the end, but he I made it was. Love this yeah. that he still did what? it, but he included Hulk, Maria, and Casey. Yep, I think that's kind of where they're going with this, like a just a, a nicer version of the Almighty. Yeah, yeah that, that was beautiful. That really like when I read the review, like the not the review, the report from Jay, I was like. I started crying again just <laughs> seeing this. So it's no, uh, no, like really, it just made me really emotional to see like. No, I I believe you. Something <laughs> like, like Jules emotional? You're kidding. Listen, <laughs> I was I was a little emotional too. I'm not gonna it lie. It was an emotionally draining match. I mean, it was really, and and I hate this comparison because I've. You know, on Pro Wrestling Only, which is a site that I mentioned on here, they, there's a big is wrestling art thread that's just, it's the worst thing ever. But I, And I hate comparing wrestling to other things, but this was like a play or a movie in a sense. I mean, it really told a story that was deep, and it, it I love it. That's not a bad thing. Not at all. That is not a bad thing. And I just really love the respect shown to Maria from people who have really mistreated her in the past. Um... And just, I think that these four, they have a lot of heart. And that's yeah. I wonder where I wonder where they're gonna go with like the theme of the the unit, the name, the colors, and all that. It's because to me, there well, isn't anything obvious. Tune in to open the fashion gate to find out. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna talk about your. We're probably gonna, talk, probably gonna talk a little bit about it, yeah. Jules has uh, JPEGs up in our room already. She's predicted this. She's designed the outfit. She's ready to go. Who is <laughs> who, who is she? Oh shit! I do that once an episode. You do. Well, you just did it like three times in a row, but. <laughs> well. <laughs> you can listen to Jules on Open the Fashion Gate. Yeah. Can I just yeah. uh, say? If this doesn't give me a North Tribe Twin Gate raid, I'm going to have to nuke the Dragon Gate headquarters. Yes, I... I, I have I, waited I, I, long I, enough. I did my time. 13 years where, of it in Astrovan. That's where I immediately went to with this. I really hope we get... Yamato is going to win the dream, obviously, from Shingo. I think that's pretty clear now. But I really hope we get a Hulk KZ Twin Gate raid. That would be, like, the best possible outcome for me. I, I feel like I've waited my entire life. All right, so um, an amazing cage match, an amazing match. I think we're all in agreement. Fantastic. Out of words to say about it. Um, seeing Katoka Bald is going to be fun. Oh, God. <laughs> um, all right, let's very, very quickly do King of Gate. Okay, yeah, real quickly because um, i got to get going. Yeah. The A block, we have Shingo, Yamato, Fuji, 
Kanda, KZ, and Punch. I think it's pretty clear Yamato's coming out of this block. Yeah, because remember, King of Gate's different this year, um, so we, it's not confirmed, but Jules and I had this discussion on Twitter. It looks like the King of Gate winner is going to challenge at Kobe this year instead of in Fukuoka like they normally yeah. do. The finals of King of Gate is in Fukuoka on the day that the King of Gate title... Um, the title yeah. challenge normally is. So yeah, it's looking like Yamato in the A block. He wrestles Shingo in the main mm-hmm. event of Cork and Hall. Um... I don't know when that is, but I will say this. The King of Gate, Cork, and Hall show um, is the 11th. I'm May, May 11th, yeah. yeah. yeah it's one, so one of the best shows of the year every year because it's a bunch of hot singles matches in Cork. And the 2014 show, it was I don't know why I remember that. It was May 9th, 2014. Like a sleeper show of the year candidate that year. You had T-Hawk and Tozawa in the main event. And in the semi-main, you had a Monster Express Millennials match where Ricochet and Flamita got to wrestle each other. These shows are always fun. Crowd's really hot. Looking forward to that show a lot. All right, so the B block. There's um, yep. the other matches on that show. Oh, yeah, okay, you want to cool. do that? Oh, no, 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 the other, the other matches on that Karakun show are Bedar versus Gama, uh, Tozawa versus Eita. I'm excited to see how this measure, how this measures up to almost a year apart from their Brave Gate match at, uh, at World <laughs> last year, because I'm still a big proponent of Eita, and I think he really just needs to find his niche to shine through as a singles competitor. So I'm really excited to see how this one plays out. And then there's T-Hawk versus Mochizuki, so you can find me in the ER during that match. Alright, so the B-Block has Shima, Susumu, Tozawa, Ita, Maria, and Mondai Ryu. This is a more difficult one to call. I would lean towards Susumu, but I could see Shima. I could see Susumu. I could see Shima or Tozawa as well, but Shima seems like he's taking a back seat, and Tozawa is about to leave for the cruiserweight series thing. So I'll I'll say I'll say Susumu. I, I'm gonna go with Susumu also. I'm excited for every Santa Maria match, especially for yeah. Susumu. The beautiful people I don't know match. how many of those are going to make tape. That's the problem with King of Gate is there's a lot of fun singles matches that never air. Um, Stop killing my dreams. <laughs> I, hey, I, I want to see Santa Maria. I'm all aboard the Santa Maria train right now. Yeah. All right, so who do you have coming out of this block? Jules? Susumu? Okay, so you agree with um, I wanted to say Kozawa, but it's true that it's true that there's a the problem with the fucking Cruiserweight Classic Series Triple H grocery shopping trip, so... <laughs> um, tell us how you feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> Case I made the same joke just now. <laughs> Alright, um C block. T Hawk, Ryu Saito, Mochizuki, Dragon Kid, Cybercom, Katoka. Mochizuki always makes a run in this tournament, I feel like. I'm gonna give him the block. Ooh, I'm going to give Dragon Kid the block. I don't think he'll win, but he's a credible opponent that someone can beat later on. It'll be like, oh, he got to win over Dragon Kid. That's huge. Mm, but you can make that argument about Mochi as well. I think Mochi's in that upper tier where I don't think he's going to lose to just anyone. He could lose to Yamato, and it would make sense. But I think DK is going to be the guy that really eats that last pinfall. I, I, like, I like that idea. I like it. Um, I had Seahawk. Oh, Seahawk. But I had Seahawk initially, but I don't think that it would be a good thing. It was just—it was just like my personal like feeling. So I'm aboard the Dragon Kid train. You got me there. Okay. So D block: Yoshino, Doi, Gamma, Genki, Big R, and Linda Man. 
I think Doi is taking this because I think the finals are going to come down to Yamato and Doi. I would love for it to be Doi. I think that's what I said last time. I think I do think that's what I said last time. I don't remember. That I'm that would make sense. Um, the issue with that is that I I don't think they're going to do that singles match. I think that would be a dangerous gate or a gate of destiny singles match. Uh, now, of course, if you give me the book, Lindemann's winning. He's, he's shooting on Shingo in the main event. But what are you going to say, Jules? <laughs> you had, you said so many things at the same time. I um, I sorry, I did talk fast. Do you think they're going to keep uh, Doi versus Yamato for maybe a Yamato Dreamgate def- Dreamgate title defense? Yeah, because the problem is that if Yamato beats Doi here, then there's no way they're going to let Doi challenge at Dangerous Gate or Gate of Destiny, and so I think they're going to hold off on that. Um, Horiguchi always does really well in these tournaments. Um, El Numero Uno 2003, and then he won the King of Gate in 2012. So I could see... He was so El proud Hor- of that. He oh, wore that tank top for like four years. Love it. I, I, he might still bust out that tank top. It wouldn't shock me. I think if, he's going to show up to the tournament in that tank top. I hope he does. Like, remember! <laughs> um, I... This one's tough, because it, I don't think it's going to be Doi. I think that's too obvious for the way Dragon Gate books. But at the same time, this is a block sort of full of baby faces. I want Linda to win the block, but I think... Oh, yeah. I, I want Linda to win everything. Well, do we know how, do we know <laughs> how the finals is going to work? Do we... Is it... Who's wrestling each other in the uh, finals? Is it... I think it's block? like... I think it's... It, uh, it doesn't say. It just says K&Gate 2016 semifinals. Yeah, um, but no, but there's no... If Yamato yeah. wins there's no way he wrestles someone from Block D, because Block D is full of heavy baby faces, mm-hmm. and they need a strong heel to go... I, well, I, I guess think, we predicted baby faces in every, everyone, huh? I think um, I think it's A Block versus B Block finalist and C Block versus D Block finalist in the semifinal. Not sure. Don't quote me on that. But... Well, okay. Uh, I'm gonna I have Big that, R winning D Block. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Big R also. Um, I would love for it to be Linda, but it's going to be Big R. It's not going to be Linda, which sucks. I just hope they don't make him lose every match. So okay, then, Chase, how hyped are you for Linda versus Horiguchi if it makes tape? Oh, my God. I mean, it's like my two favorite wrestlers in the world. And they're like undercard wrestlers for like this company that's got outstanding main adventures. Linda Man Horiguchi is like my dream match at this point. I have no idea when that's happening. I'm like, it's happening in Kanagawa, so I doubt it's going to make tape, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happening in Kanagawa, so I doubt it's going to make tape, unfortunately. Oh, fuck my life. Yeah. Anyway. Um, can we anyway. someone in the crowd to film that? <laughs> I, I, like, I wanted to tell Jay for, like, the Shingo Homecoming show with Sekimoto and Okabayashi on it. I was like, just, like, pull out the iPhone, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> If Gayor is not going to tape it, then someone needs to. Uh, I swear. So, yeah. yeah, so, um, we can... Oh, you take Big R in the yeah. D-block. Okay. I, I'm going to stick with Doi, but I can see your point. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Let's wrap this up now and say, who's winning K-Gate? I wonder. Yamato! Okay, yes, it's going to be Yamato. Who the fuck else could it even like, be? Like, there is no more doubt in my mind. And I know yeah. that it's very dangerous to say that with Dragon Gate, but that would be like a missed golden opportunity to not have Yamato win King Gate, so he has to. Yeah, I'm with Jules on this one. I, Dragon Gate booking is always tough to predict because they don't do the obvious thing, but here I think they've got to go with Yamato, and I think they realize that. Mm-mm. So I think Yamato's going to lose that first match to Shingo, and then he's going to pull out the block anyway, yeah. and then we'll set, and then we'll we'll basically get the the Kobe World match of Shingo being like, hey, I beat you. You think but, you, Shin, you think Shingo is winning a Kodak win? 
Yeah, because it makes it makes yeah. more sense. I think because one, the model you... can get his revenge, and two, Drangate they just have a bad habit of never having the new unit win like their first big that match. Like Matt, Matt Blakey lost in their debut, so I don't see any way Yamato wins in that main event. Okay, just a question for you guys. Um, since we're talking about units, do you think we see a Verserd versus the Beautiful People unit um, losing unit disband match down the line somewhere? I think Verserk's going to implode on its own. Yeah? I, th- yeah, I think I, so too, but, you know, I just want to kind of weigh the possibilities, but I really think that Verserk is, ultimately, even with Yamato gone, there's like a too high concentration concentration of egos. <laughs> like, even... Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm? Yeah, I was, I, I was agreeing with you, Jules. <laughs> Everybody agrees okay. with Joel. <laughs> All right. My is dying. So let's wrap this up, everybody. Mm-mm. Um. I think that's like the <laughs> shortest podcast we ever recorded. Yes, but I mean we, so we said from. I'm like I'm, I'm like hot right now. <laughs> no, like not not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot in my room. Shut the fuck up. But I'm not opening my window anymore because there was a spider <laughs> in my room. Chase. What? I'm going to bomb your high school. John, I'm going to bomb the entirety of the Bronx. Wow, you're, that's a lot of people you're going to be killing. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kidding, but yeah. We just got really excited, you know? You know <laughs> I so Jules is going to bomb stuff because we got excited, guys. But you made fun of no, me. Jules, Cut that out of the podcast. I want people to think I'm even stuff. more of a psychopath than they already think I am. That's going to get clipped. I am not cutting that. Upload it. It's going to be loot. I hate you. I can't believe. Hey, Jules, <laughs> plug some do stuff. Do this to me, your own mother. <laughs> Jules, plug some stuff before you make any more death threats. <laughs> no, I'm not plugging anything. Oh yeah, I'm, okay. I'm plugging. I'm, I'm telling you right now, this has nothing to do with Dragon Gate, but I'm going to make a PNG file or PSD file or whatever, and I'm going to make a Kento Miyahara pointing at stuff Twitter account. That was the plug. Okay, well, you can follow Jules on Twitter. I don't know how to pronounce your name. It's like Sugawar with like three U's and like 15 two, U's. Two U's. Um, Enough U's for now. And then you can see her pin tweet, which is her Kushida... Her, 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 uh, the, her no, I'm tweet. sorry. It's it's their Kushida project. <laughs> I stopped myself. I got it this time. It's their Kushida project. And that's been really entertaining. Jules has just watched a bunch of Kushida matches, and they're good at that. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore in your case and listen to me on the DKP show with friend of the show, Alan Forel. We talked about the greatest wrestler ever and how I got into wrestling. It's a very fun show. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. I can never listen to that one. Is it? Cause yeah. you, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to see if I get you a link. And I'm, I'm going bitch. to be right here on open the voice gate. I don't really have anything else going on. I don't think. Um, alright. Everybody else is doing stuff. I'm just chilling over here. I can't believe I just embarrassed myself like this and you guys let me do it. <laughs> Jules, you I worked believe- yourself into that one. You're like the worst friends ever. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> what? That's really not nice. Uh, that, uh, I don't mean it, but you could have stopped me before I started saying all sorts of dumb shit before people start going I- on about quote-unquote Dragon Gate Twitter. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was so just... I had no idea where you were going with that. I didn't know you were going to start talking about bombing. It did take <laughs> like, a real hard left there. I was like, following? Oh, that took a weird turn. <laughs> so for Open the Voice Gate, uh, this has been Case Low. We've got John, and we've got uh, Bomb Threat Jules over there. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I'm a See French you next bomber. time. After Pineapple Bomber and Pumping Bomber, you have the French bomber. <laughs> That's my finishing move when I meet the two of you. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to get going, but uh, that was a fun show. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.